0: What do plants need to grow? Soil, sunlight, and water. The real question, what do you need to grow? Hi Ed, this is tech. Real talk, real teachers, real tech leaders, and concrete next steps for upskilling your career. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's Hi Ed, this is tech. I'm your host, Anna, and today Rob can't be with us because he has the flu because his daughter got it from one of her classmates at school. So the joys of working with children are having them. So, um, but I'm really excited for today because I've got two people on that I know really well. So I'm going to just kind of like intro both of them and then give them the floor to fully introduce themselves. So. Uh, one is Jordan Campbell. Her and I work together. She transitioned out of teaching and onto my team as our social media marketing manager. And now she's a marketing manager at another ed tech company and is doing really cool things with them. And so I'm excited to hear more about that and kind of like what inspired her to go into marketing. And then the other person is Amanda, who is a tr- current transitioning teacher, really interested in marketing, creates like truly amazing LinkedIn posts and designs. And so like, and she is such like, so narrative based. So you can tell she's going to be great at marketing. So I can't wait to see where she ends up. But yeah. So Jordan, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself first?
1: Yeah. So do you want me to go into kind of my teacher transitioning journey? I feel like yeah. that's exciting. That's what people like to hear about, I think. So um, I um, left teaching. It's been over a year now. Thanks to Anna. She gave me my, my chance outside of the classroom. Um, but so I was a third grade teacher for a little over two years, um, and last year I was just kind of at that place in my life where I was like, I I don't see myself doing this forever. If you're in the classroom now, you know there's so many changes going on, and I was just like, I think that there's something out there for me. Um, so I started the process to transition, and I will say and. Anna, you can might be able to, like, speak to this, too, but I feel like when I started to transition, it wasn't, like, teacher transitioning wasn't, like, a big thing yet. Like, now you go on LinkedIn, and it's everywhere, and, like, I love it, but, like, that wasn't there, aside from Anna, when I was transitioning. Um, So, when I, like, left, I... I was like in the dark. I didn't know what LinkedIn was. I didn't know what other jobs were. I was thinking, do I have to go back to school? Do I have to get another degree? Like, where do I even start? Um, And so, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about how we all got into marketing. But now I am a marketing manager for Summit K12, an ed tech company, and it's it's just been like a seamless transition. Um, Like, it's it's really been it's so much fun and I love it. And I, I could not imagine doing something else. So I
0: do want to say before we jump into Amanda, like, it's so interesting because it's now like literally a hashtag on LinkedIn, like transitioning teachers. And like, I remember when I first started like posting, there were some people that were transitioning, but it was like such a smaller audience. And like, I've seen a lot of audience growth, but I don't like liken that to like my posts getting better it's just that there's more transitioning teachers on LinkedIn and it's just like it's boomed like it's just crazy to see you're right like when you transition and then like long ago when I did it was such a different landscape
1: yeah and like I think teachers transitioning even like a year ago when I did it was kind of like taboo like oh you're leaving teaching like are you but now it's not that it's the norm but it's it's more accepted and so teachers are more willing to like put themselves out there and there's more resources for them, just like there are when you leave any other career, which is, I just think it's so awesome. You know, you've taught me the power of LinkedIn, so... (laughs)
0: Well, and Amanda, you're now a part of obviously this like movement of teachers that's transitioning out. Can you tell us like a little bit more about where you're at currently and what your journey has been like so far?
2: Um, Yeah. So I have been teaching for nine years. Um, I've done elementary, middle and high school. I've done science. I've done English. So I've kind of been all over the place. Um, That's for a few different reasons, but I have really enjoyed teaching but for me I think I'm a little different from some other teachers because I never planned on teaching being my forever career I knew that I enjoyed it right now but I knew I wasn't going to be doing this until I was 65 you know um so I've kind of always been thinking about what might come next and that's always been a really difficult choice for me because I feel like I have a lot of varied interest and I I'm actually just kind of good at a lot of things. So it's hard to pinpoint, you know, like what exactly I wanted. And so recently I've started thinking about that a lot and it took a lot of self-reflection. I had to really think like, what do I love about my teaching job? And kind of really focus on those things, but also just as importantly, like what do I not like about my teaching job? What do I want to get away from as well? And so a lot of soul searching and a lot of conversations with you, Anna, and I decided that I wanted to go into marketing.
0: Well, and one of the things that, because I know you guys have talked before, I don't know if you have this in common, but it was like one of the reasons why I thought this would be an interesting conversation is like Jordan, while she was teaching, you had like, I mean, this big Instagram presence for like fitness, right? And you were like teaching classes. I think you were creating some like paid resources too. And like, and so you understood like paid social and social media. And then like Amanda, when I talked to you, like you've been designing infographics for your husband's business. You had your own business as this like bakery owner and had like a, you know, a presence online, which was, that's like a very crowded space to do it in too. like that, like bakeries, especially. And like you had cultivated a following. And so I just find it really interesting that you guys, like my co-host Rob will say that he's like, I was a teacher and, and like, you guys had a really clear, like, and, and so like maybe Jordan to go to you, like how, how did you see that influencing your next career step, I guess? Well,
2: I'm going to be
1: honest. I didn't because I didn't realize what I was doing was marketing. Um, So I had, I'll give a, a brief rundown. I had a little fitness Thing on the side while i was teaching where i would run classes i did online training in person um it all started with an instagram that kind of took off and i became like so intrigued by the ins and outs of the algorithms and paid search and paid social and creating websites and digging into seo and all this stuff and um You know, as I started looking to leave, my brother-in-law, he's in marketing and he always said, like, Jordan, you'd be so good at marketing. Like you're creative. You understand how to, you know, do digital marketing, but you're also good at creating content. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm not into marketing. Well, I had been doing marketing like all along without knowing it. So it turns out I absolutely adored marketing. Um, And then as Amanda, you said, like it took a lot of reflection, too, about like, okay, what do I like from teaching? What I liked about teaching was creating the content and those relationships. And that is literally marketing, like marketing. I get to create content every day and I get to speak to my target audience and I'm on our social media creating those relationships with them. So I think personally, it was just me being misinformed about what marketing was. And that wasn't something when I would search, like, what are, what can you do with a teaching degree? Marketing didn't pop up. Um, And then Anna was the one who like opened my eyes to be like, you are literally doing this all day, every day. And I absolutely loved it. So it was kind of a no brainer for me. And I was different than you, Amanda, in that I saw myself teaching forever. Like I was that little girl who always thought I was going to be a teacher. Um, So that just opened so many doors for me. And I never thought about, oh, I'm a teacher and I have a fitness business. And I see that because now I, I'm lucky enough to have teachers reach out to me now. And I do exactly what Anna did to me. I'll be like, okay, you have an Instagram where you're helping other teachers. You're a social media marketer, like you're creating content. Oh, you have a blog, you're a content marketer. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. And it's just so crazy. Um, the skills, it just it aligns so so perfectly. And then Amanda, for you, like,
0: I know you had been interested in marketing in your past, I believe you said, like, when you were going to college. So. Like when we first talked, like marketing wasn't really on your radar. Like you were looking at some, like, I think like curriculum design, there were some like customer success or enablement jobs. Um, like what inspired, like what, I guess what made it click marketing for you?
2: Um. Well, I think I just really started thinking about how I love about teaching. What I love about teaching is that I really get to know my students and what they do well and their likes and their dislikes and like, just not just my students in my class, but like, what are their lives like outside? And I really tailor my content to my kids. Like I have three periods a day and one period we're teaching the same content, but I might connect it in a totally different way than I do another period, you know, just because the kids are different. And so when I was talking to you, I realized like, that is that is marketing. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing either. And then when I really th- started thinking about that, like with my bakery, I started my bakery knowing like two handfuls of people in Lubbock because I had just moved here. And so I didn't have like word of mouth or friends that are were going to support me to help me get off the ground because that's something that only like local people could really help me with, um, with ordering and things like that. So I really had to build a website and a social media presence to build a customer base. I didn't have a choice. That was the only way I was going to meet people and get things out there. So I had to figure out like what people wanted here. Um, For me, it was, you know, beautiful cakes are always covered in fondant and everyone hates fondant and they peel it off and they spend so much money on it. And it's stupid. Why do they do that when no one wants to eat it? <laughs> so I decided I was going to make cakes that were beautiful, that didn't have any fondant. It was just going to be all buttercream, all ganache, things that people actually want to eat. But I had to make other people understand why that was better. Um, and then I got into, you know, sugar cookies and stuff like that, too. So and I really talked with my customers, talked with my Instagram following constantly through, you know, doing the Instagram stories and the polls and reels and all these different things. And I loved that. So when I was reflecting on my business side of things as well, not just my teaching side, I realized like that's the part of my business that I really do love aside from the actual baking well
0: and it's like funny because i'm sure you're hearing this jordan that's like a differentiation like segmentation strategy right and like-
2: it's, i was gonna
1: say i literally just did that with um on my email campaign five minutes ago so i still <laughs> I thought she was perfect for marketing <laughs> it was literally yeah i was like doing that like
0: probably i was doing it for like a facebook ad yesterday so it's very yes. like that's I mean, exactly <laughs> what we do and i don't think like people realize like how customer focused marketing is like I I think they're like, I mean, it helps with new business, obviously, but a lot of times marketing owns like a customer retention goal too. And like, even to be successful with new business, you have to like, know your customers and interact with them. So I, I think like people miss that, like, there's a huge like audience and customer focus, like you don't lose that like personal engagement, right?
1: Yeah, and I totally agree. And I think like what makes teachers specifically so good at marketing, like, in the ed tech space specifically, is that like, we're targeting teachers. And so, so much of marketing, just like you were explaining with your bakery man, is like knowing your audience, knowing their struggles, knowing their pain points, knowing what's actually going through their minds right now, um, and and putting out messaging and content that's actually going to provide value to them. And that's hard to do if you've never been in that space. Like, you can sit in a classroom for, for 20 minutes, but if you've never been in there, you don't know what those teachers are feeling. So... I can get so, you know, specific and, and targeted in my, in my messaging and ads and emails and social because, like, I've been there. And it's like, who better to market to a teacher than a former teacher who knows what they need and what's going to resonate with them? Um, so I think that's kind of been like jumping into marketing has been a big thing that's helped to make me so successful from teaching in the ed tech space specifically.
0: And I think to like talk about that audience, like obviously that's relevant in ed tech, but like, you know, if you're a parent, there are parent focus companies, right? You know what I mean? Like mental health focus, like there's so many ways like you can apply that understanding and like use that to create really effective marketing programs. Like you could be great with like a fitness app or something like that too. Like it's absolutely but I think like the best marketing is when you have a connection to your audience. Like I always like say I took a job for like literally less than a month and I was doing marketing for this IT big IT like cloud company. And I like within a month I was like this just isn't for me. Like I'm and this was like very early in my career after my first like full marketing job. And I was like, yeah, no, like I need to be an ed tech. And like, and that really cemented like my love for ed tech. But I was like, I suck at this. Like, I don't know anything about what these like IT people want. And I'm on the phone with them and I cannot relate to them at all. And I like, don't know the vocabulary. don't know, like, it's, I just think it's really important that you have some type of connection to what you're marketing at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it may, it just makes it much more authentic. Like you as a teacher, you know, if someone gets it, you just do like teachers, they're such a tight knit group and even admin too, but you know, if someone is being genuine and authentic and what they're saying, and if they genuinely want to help you and provide a solution for what you're going through. So I think that connection that you mentioned is just really important. And
0: one of the things like, too, I want to kind of touch on in this interview is, and this is a challenging question um, and it's kind of directed at you, Jordan, but I think like right now there's this huge exodus from education. Obviously, like Amanda, like you said, you knew it wasn't going to be your forever career. But for some people, they're coming to terms with it and they're like, I need to like I need to get out. It's and and they're running away from something as opposed to running to something. And and I completely understand that. Like I would probably be the same way. But there are also challenges once you get into a company. And I think like we experienced some that like you know ultimately led us to like leave after eight months there because it just wasn't the right place. And and that's Like how did you manage, like obviously you had obviously you had challenges when you were teaching, but how did you then manage that transition and like coming to terms with that like it still isn't perfect once you land in an ed tech company?
1: So I think that when you leave the classroom, you're thrown into the corporate world. And the corporate world is completely different with like different challenges. But for me, like a bad day at work, it still outweighs like a day in the classroom. Um, and the stresses that I have when maybe, you know, I have a meeting and I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed, like I'm still getting to do things that I enjoy. And, you know, it's just like how you are when you're on a team of teachers, there's different personalities and you learn how to gel with them or, you know, you don't have to be best friends and that's okay too. Um, but you find different ways to be successful, but I'm not going to lie and say, Oh, I left teaching and everything was like rainbows and butterflies. But like, for me, I left teaching and I am lucky enough, like I found one of my best friends and my coworkers, um, like Anna hired another teacher at Coder Z, um, like three months after me and she and I went to summit K 12 together. And I, she is my best friend, like at work, outside of work. Um, so there are those amazing things that come, but every job is going to have its its ups and downs. And it's just for me, I always just say one of my worst days here is is still better than a day in the classroom because that's just where personally I was at.
0: And I would say too, like, I mean, so I have this phrase that i would use and i think i used it with you a lot jordan but it was a coworker would always say to me when i was first starting in marketing I'd freak out over like little things she's like Anna, our puppy is going to die and i'd be like no and it's like this idea of like they're still like way like you know what i mean like this isn't life or death but when you're in the classroom like it is like students lives like you know what i mean And livelihoods whereas at the end of the day and attack you're answering to like revenue and shareholders which like great <laughs> but it, and obviously you want to drive the mission but like the stress changes like you're like okay it's literally not life or death it's
1: exactly but when you're in like the moment yeah. you don't realize that because you're removed from it and i think i saw something on linkedin the other day and i sent it to my coworker cuz we were so worked up and it said like relax it's you're sending an email not performing brain surgery and i was like okay like we are okay like it's just you're not used to the stress is different. And I'm removed from being in the classroom that I forget, like, I was so tightly wound all day, every day, because my decisions affected 30 little kids who I love to death. And it's so yeah. And so Amanda, I'm
0: kind of curious, like, where are you currently in the job search process? Like it was a couple weeks ago, you really came to the realization and the focus, which I think is really important. So like, what are your next steps that you're taking?
2: So I took the um, HubSpot Academy inbound marketing course. Yay. I have registered for Google Analytics, um, and I'm planning to take some more classes through HubSpot as well. Um, and then I also i am um, a part of... Educators Network, um, where they asked me to be the marketing director. It's a volunteer part-time position, but it's going to give me the chance to really get some hands-on experience, like getting something off the ground, um, which is you know, focused on helping teachers, whether they're staying in the classroom or transitioning out. So they're wanting to do, um, really be a service to both types of teachers. So um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. And so I'm going to start applying for jobs. I haven't actually started yet um, applying to marketing jobs. And I'm kind of, I, one question I wanted to ask is like, were you kind of focused just on one specific type of marketing? Because there are all different kinds. Um, or were you just kind of applying across the board to different marketing positions?
1: Yeah so when I started and I will say like that is when when I ta- narrowed my search to marketing that is when I saw the biggest difference like before I was kind of like spraying and praying and I never saw any success from that when I finally narrowed it down and was like marketing is where i meant to be that's where I found most success um I will say I did apply to different types of marketing jobs. Like, for example, the first one I actually applied to with Anna was a content marketing job. Um, And then I ended up getting a social media. But marketing, like a lot of them do intertwine. And like, for Mm -hmm. example, right now, what I'm doing is I do a little bit of everything, which I absolutely love. Um, But I just started looking for, you know, I kind of narrowed it down to the types of marketing that interested me um so digital marketing content marketing social media marketing um i really like demand gen and like paid search and paid ads um so i would go in and kind of see if things aligned with that and then that's how i applied if that makes sense um but i wasn't oh it has marketing in the title like i'm just going to apply i became like very targeted, because I was trying to make sure that my resume was aligning. And I wanted it if I was applying for something, I did it the right way.
0: And I like want to say too, like, I love that because marketing jobs are literally so ambiguous. in the titles like I could be a content marketing manager at one company and literally just own the blog and SEO strategy for the website, a content marketing manager at another company could be like, a podcaster and social media marketer like it's and so it is important to like look but I do think like the group you narrowed it down to like demand gen um social media content um uh, and just like digital marketing are all very like they're gonna share a lot so I think like coming up with a cluster of jobs you're interested in and like what you like and you'd be surprised like there's some demand gen roles where like literally your job is trade shows so it's like it's important to like, look at it, because it like, the titles mean literally nothing in marketing. And
1: that is so frustrating, too. Because I know searching, like, I remember sitting on LinkedIn, and I'm like, what do I even type in the search bar? Like, you know, so I would start doing that. And one thing, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do that. But then the same exact title with the state, with a different company had a totally different list of responsibilities. So I would find like, almost like responsibilities that like you would like to do and like qualities that you have it's almost looking more the job description in my opinion because like Anna said those job titles they're so there's they can be very vague um so and one of the things like
0: I love what you're talking about Amanda with like the upskilling like those first of all HubSpot Academy is amazing like when I uh, hired Jordan, and there were several other former teachers on the team, I made all of them take the inbound marketing course on HubSpot, like, because it is like, it gives you the vocabulary to associate your skills with marketing, like it, if if nothing else, right. And like, it gives you strategies and ideas and HubSpot is amazing. And they're free too for anyone listening. Um, and like, truly great. And, and as a hiring manager in marketing, when I see that on someone's resume, like I actually perk up and pay attention to it, like it means something to me, um, cause there are some certificates that don't mean as much, but like HubSpot, like it, it's legit. Um, and then you were talking to about like the volunteer work and that's something like, I love that you're doing that. Cause that is such a good way to get like a marketing title on your resume, get practice doing it. And like, and you're also helping out your community too, which is like rewarding and that's where like, that's the side of volunteering, you know, that like is the goal but you're, you can get experience too through volunteer work. And that might
1: also help you like narrow down like what type of marketing you like and dislike too. It might help like moving forward. Like, oh, I really love, you know, uh, email marketing and X, Y, and Z. I don't really like social media. I'd like just an example, but it could also help to narrow your search as well, which is, I think when people leave, like they're so excited or not so excited. They're so anxious and eager to get out. And like, they're like, Oh, I just want to drop. I want to drop. You have to make sure it's like the right fit for you and and that you're, you're happy in it. And it's, it's what you want to do. So I, I'm jealous. I didn't have that volunteer experience. That's going to look great. <laughs> <okay. laughs>
0: and Amanda, like, I know you also have a portfolio that you're developing. Like, can you talk a little bit about like what you, cause I think, so many transitioning teachers come to me and they're like, what What the hell do I put in my portfolio? Which is a valid question. It's like it's tough, but like, can you talk about, your, it's really good. So can you talk about your thought process of what you put in there?
2: Yeah. So I think I did a post on LinkedIn that was, um, you know, basically introducing the fact that I have decided now that I want to do marketing. Um, and I talked about how I came to that idea and I had just like a little, you know, slider that people could go through and see. Um, so I had a visual that went with it and I tagged you in it because I was, you know, like Anna helped me. Yay. She's amazing. (laughs) And, um, you were like, this should go in your portfolio. And I was like, I have no idea what goes in a portfolio then, but thank you. Now I know that this should go in a portfolio. (laughs) So I started just like, looking at some of the different things I've made, like I I use Canva a lot. I use Procreate a ton. Um, I like that creative side of things. It kind of goes with my like bakery stuff. I started sketching cakes before I would actually make them and sending them out to customers and stuff like that. So I learned a lot with like design things like that. And so I just looked through my Canva and I looked through my Procreate and all the different things I've made. And I've made like flyer for an instructor instructor at the local university to help advertise a new class that they were um, wanting to promote. And they had to have 10 people sign up. So they asked me to make a flyer and make it pretty so people would actually look at it. And I did. And they got 21 people to sign up. So I put that in my portfolio. Um, I put the post that you suggested I put in there. Um, I had infographics that I made for different things um, from Things i used in my classroom when we made i mean like infographics as rubrics that i put in there so the students knew they had an example of an infographic but they also had their rubric so it was functional as well um and just all those sorts of things i also um i have a big community of people who have experienced like infant loss and pregnancy loss as well which is something that i have gone through so i put together kind of A little slider just saying, like, how can you be there for someone? And, like, there's just a wide variety of different things. But also then my bakery website and that sort of stuff. And I did have some experience making a website for my bakery. So it was kind of an easy transition to make that website for my portfolio as well. Um, Squarespace, that's what I use. I really like it. Um, I know a lot of people really love Wix, but... If you want to take a look at it and see what mine looks like, I honestly like had Anna look at it and thought this might be all wrong, but she said it wasn't. <laughs> so um, it's amandahalldesigns.com if anyone wants to go ahead and take a look and see an example because I know that was a really hard for me to figure out like what goes in there and what doesn't. Um, and it's a big thing that I know people always talk about employers wanting to look at.
1: And I, I think, to I think you said something in the beginning. You were like, oh, well, then I guess I don't know what's supposed to go in my portfolio. I know that <laughs> i like, I have, had that experience. I've talked to a lot of people that I think when I first started, I was like, okay, what, do I, what have I done teaching? And like, I do things outside of teaching too that showcase my skills and can show what I am good at. And I think I thought just because like a teacher was my job title, that that's where I had to pull everything from. But it's just like you're saying, like- It can be a LinkedIn post or that flyer. And, like, it's almost things, like, people don't even think about. And you say it and you're like, oh, wait, that probably should go in there. Like, that's better. than Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny that you said that.
2: And then Anna also reminded me that, like, I did yearbook. I was a yearbook advisor. Mm -hmm. So that's something I will be adding to my portfolio because we, like, I have actual data for that as well. Like we increased sales by 158% um, compared to the year before, even though it was like COVID year and we had a shortened year. So we had a shortened sales period um, and stuff like that and managing a team for that and everything. So I'm, I'm still learning what goes on to that website and in that portfolio. And I'm still, it's still a work in progress and I'm still adding things all the time as well. We're teachers. I, mean, oh, def-
0: <laughs> I was going to say like, that should <laughs> definitely go on your resume too. Like Because, like, that is, like, literally revenue data. And, like, I'm assuming you had to manage, like, a print vendor. So, like, that's vendor Mm -hmm. management. Like, those are all, like, to have that experience. Like, when I'm applying to, like, marketing director roles, that's, like, required. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, I mean, it is such a leg up, too.
1: And I think that's such a teacher thing that, like, we never give ourselves enough credit for, like, what we have done. Like, all the things that you do in the classroom with your extracurriculars on a daily basis, like dig into that and like take advantage because you do like amazing things. And that thing that like that's huge. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess I could add that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <I should laughs> definitely feel there. It's but that's a typical teacher thing.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like we could talk for hours, but we're out of time. But it has been absolutely wonderful having you both on Jordan, where can people find you if they want to connect? So
1: you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Jordan Layfield Campbell on there. Um, And I would love to connect with y'all.
0: And what about you, Amanda?
2: LinkedIn works for me as well. I'm probably one of 72,000 Amanda Halls on there, but (laughs) I'm in Lubbock, Texas, if that helps. And um, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, Amanda Hall without the A if you're looking for the LinkedIn um, web code. Cheers. Well, thanks so much.